a Podcast One production. Tom Gleeson, thank you for submitting to this involuntary interrogation. No problem. I'm, um, I, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Trust no one. The level of sedition, anti-authority behaviour and advertiser-unfriendly thought crime has reached record levels, especially amongst Australia's elites. Treason. Luckily, the men and men of The Chaser have been commissioned by Border Force to conduct interrogations and sort out the subversives from the Patriots. Betrayal. In conjunction with ASIO and the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Protocols, this is Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. In the cell, Donnie, we have none other than Gold Logie winner himself, Mr. Tom Gleeson. What do you oh, think? Tom Gleeson. He's really good, though, isn't he? Why did he win a Gold Logie? He's from the Hard Quiz and the Weekly, and mm. I've seen his stand-up gigs. He's hugely popular. I don't get why he won gold. Doesn't make sense, does it? But but I think we I think we need to figure this out. I think we, we need to focus on the Logies, Donnie. Must we? Yeah, no, we, we should, because the thing is, right, Tom Gleeson, he's a mastermind, he's a campaign mastermind. He masterminded Grant Denyer's Gold Logie campaign. The following year he campaigned and he managed to get a Gold Logie himself. So, I mean, you know what this means. The Logies are bullshit? No, yeah, well, uh, yes, kind of, but no, what it means is Tom Gleeson understands how to make things popular. You see, how to sway the Australian people, it could be very useful. I mean, if he can win gold for Grant Denyer, maybe he could win gold for Minister Dutton. Oh... I think this could be Tom's biggest challenge yet. Are your restraints too tight? Um, no, I can still, I can still feel. I've got pins and needles in my left hand. Perfect. Oh, um, we, but it's mm, yeah. But it's maybe you could loosen that a little bit. That'd be nice. Well, no, we'd better, we'd better tighten. We'd better tighten. I think because you're not supposed to feel anything in your hands. That, oh. that's, that's part of part of the procedure. Okay. Um. So there we go. Right. Look, uh, where do we start, uh, Dummy, with this uh, with this particular victim? I mean, guest. Well, firstly, your full name. My full name is Thomas Francis Gleeson. Francis. Yeah, is Francis. It, can you Catholic, explain, perhaps? Yeah, I was brought up Catholic, and so mm. yeah, my middle name. I'm, I'm named after my two grandfathers. Thomas Patrick Gleeson was my father's father, and my mother's father was Arthur Francis Goodwin. So I got the Francis from him. How old are you now? I am now 45. Are you how's, 45? How's that, whoa. How's that, go, how's that going? So that's basically me too. It's, it's, old, it's, it's old enough that sometimes you forget how old you are like I did just then. I couldn't quite remember. <laughs> I knew I was in my mid-40s and um, yeah. I, for a second I thought it might have clicked over into 46. I'm 45. <laughs> it's not really worth remembering, is it? No, it's, it's a like... very – I reckon 45 is one of the most banal birthdays you could ever have. Yeah. In fact, I think I had a cupcake from my kids and that's all I did. <laughs> and a nice dinner. <laughs> a nice dinner. That's all, that's all you hope for. I had now. a nice dinner. Do you yeah. acknowledge your birthdays? I mean, do you even want to acknowledge them? Because I kind of don't anymore. But. Yeah, I know. Well, I, the, the, no one. No, my children get excited about it, so I have to get excited about it on behalf of their enthusiasm. It would be insulting uh, to them so, if I just said, yeah. "Oh, it's just another one. Who cares?" Um, how many? How many of these children are living with you at the moment? I have two children. I have a daughter and a son. Was this a, a planned thing? Uh, my wife and I, we stopped avoiding having children. And by doing that, we had two. 
and then we started avoiding it again. <laughs> so I, well, I remember you. I remember uh, you did a bit. Yes. You know, I recall a bit in one of your shows before you had these these children. All right. Quote unquote. Yes. When you were dressed, you know the. The sort of haunted look on your friends' faces, I think, when they talked about how great it was to have children. Uh, I think it was to that effect. Is that right? Um, I struggle to remember all my material. But God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you. I remember better than you. <laughs> yeah, We've boy. been researching this time. We've been going yeah. back over the old the old files. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so what? Uh, I'm just trying well, to I picture guess, it. I guess I'm getting it. You know, uh, how good is it to have children, or is it terrible? It's. Uh, I refused to dislike having children because it was my choice. God, <laughs> okay. What a cagey bastard. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a couple of solid shows out of them, haven't you? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely, because I like to talk about things that are universal and I don't want to leave anyone out. That's, that's, how, that's part of being mainstream. Um, you guys should give it a go. Uh, that's, why, no. that's why you're here. That's why <laughs> you're here. <laughs> oh, look, you, you, we oh, don't – see, we fundamentally yeah. don't understand on behalf of Home Affairs – how somebody from the ABC, where we've worked for a long time in our careers, managed to win a, a popularity contest. It's, it's <laughs> unprecedented except by someone pretending to be someone else. No, I know. It's very, it's very confusing, isn't it? But I, mm. I, what I did was I'm just delivering um, at the ABC, I'm just, I'm just delivering on, on what they require for content. So I, I, give, I give information out to a diverse audience. And, uh, and they appreciate it, and, and as a result of that, they rewarded me uh, with a prize. Was that the pitch for your show, information to a diverse audience? Is that what you've got to do to get a show up? Because we don't know how to do that anymore at the ABC. No, no, no. Well, no. Well, the way I got into the ABC was by being, like, relevant constantly, not just 10 years ago. And see, I reckon that's, that's probably where you're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is so, You know, this in, interrogation seems to have turned. Well, this is the problem. I mean, this is the problem we have. Uh, if, yes. Can we just step outside, actually, Andrew? I think we need to put this mm, back on. Okay. I mean, okay, it's a podcast. It's not a, it's not a primetime TV show, Dommy. But, Andrew, you know. I, th- I think our first mistake was the guy who does the hard questions on hard chat. He seems oh. to have turned this into a hard chat already. I know, maybe maybe we need to maybe we need to ask him about uh, how to be harder. Do you think? Well, that would be useful. I mean, that was what we we're working towards: increasing the level of hardness in our podcast. I know. See, it strikes me that you and I are not very hard. No, so and maybe it's surprising Peter Dutton hired us actually as as quite a hard is. man I, himself. I still think it might be just the result of a typo. But it, um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Well, let's find out. So. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gleeson, uh, you're an expert in hardness or a self-professed expert in hardness. Yeah, thanks um, for giving me a break, by the way. It took the pressure off. Yeah. You, I, was, I, was re- I was feeling the pressure before, mm. but now that you went outside and had a chat, it just gave me a chance to gather my thoughts. Good. And I'm feeling more relaxed than I did before you left. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're sweating less. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Because you, you host this, this segment called Hard Chat, right, which is, which, yes. is the, which is sort of the, for me, you know, by far the... the the least sanctimonious and dreary part of the show, the weekly, um, is the part I enjoy. I like to, I like to, <laughs> it's the part I enjoy watching. Yeah. But you're very hard in it. Yes. Um, what, do you write the questions? I write the questions, but I also get help from writers. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, it can be a room full of writers' collective disdain for that individual. 
Do it's you, usually right. poured onto them. Do you choose a guest who you who you none of you like? Is that is that how you choose <laughs> the guest for hard chat? Uh, no, no. Well, we've been doing it for so long. It's become whoever says yes, pretty much. Uh, Hopefully, above a certain threshold of um, profile. Was it hard? <laughs> I mean, did, did a lot of people say no at first? Or oh yeah, it was very tricky at first because people yeah. didn't understand it. Because you'd mm. say you'd you try to explain it to them. You'd say I'm going to make fun of you to your face. But yeah. people are going to love you for it because they'll think you're a good sport. And they'll be like, well, what are you going to say? And I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to tell you until we're recording. Mm. And then um, once they started to agree to it, I think what really changed was Sophie Monk got a lot of publicity out of it and then it's, then it turned a corner after I, that. I wanted to ask you about that actually, Tom, because, of course, that interview with Sophie Monk got her onto The Bachelor and resurrected her career in many ways. Why don't you yes. use your influence to achieve worthwhile things? <laughs> Well, I only like to be entertaining, so being worthy is not part of my uh, skill set. Well, you used to do uh, I Hate You, Change My Mind, which was even yes. more hard in many ways. Yes. Did you struggle to get people on that, given that, that really great name for that segment? Uh, it was tricky at first, but then we got Red Simons was very excited to do it because as soon as he saw it, he thought, oh, this is evil, so this would be fun. So mm. he, he, he couldn't wait to get on. But, yeah, no, it was... <laughs> We had a good. We had a good bunch of guests doing that. I think Warwick Capper did it. A lot of people. People do it who understand that the media is fun and it's fun to mess around with. Yeah, people who are. Yeah. It's it's people who are confident with their standing in the world. I find don't mind doing it. It's people who actually worry what other people think. They're the ones that say no. Is that why the only person from the chaser you've interviewed is Craig Rucastle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because he was the only one that was still relevant now. Yeah, like he, he was. He, he'd he'd had a success with a with, with another show. Yeah, that was unrelated well, to the chaser and I to mean, comedy. Sort of, yeah. yeah, you say you say success. I mean, it, yes. It's more of a lecture about plastic bags, though, isn't it? But um, you know, we'll save that for when he's on this show. Uh, I mean, but is that why did you stop uh, doing the "I hate you" change my mind? Um, I felt like it was a little bit too restrictive because when you say it, kind of presumes that you're only going to interview people that you hate in the mm, premise. Mm, so it's mm. "I hate you" change my mind. So it means that all the guests have to at least be controversial. Oh, Whereas hard yeah. chat gotcha. means you can give anybody a hard time. In fact, some of my favourite ones have been giving people a hard time to people who are universally loved, like mm. doing a hard <laughs> chat with Jessica Malboy I found hilarious yeah. because she just really doesn't deserve it. Also, <laughs> yeah, <that, that's laughs> Because people say comedy is about punching down. That's what well, I reckon it is. I, I what do you think? Is, <laughs> see, punching down, can punching down be funny? I mean, yeah. I, I think it can. I think it's, people say it's, oh, no, comedy's all about punching up. Yeah. And the, the people who are experts in comedy usually aren't very funny, but they all say <laughs> that it's, uh, comedy's supposed to be about punching up. But there is nothing funnier than punching down to someone who doesn't deserve it out of nowhere. I mean, textbook case, Basil Fawlty, paying out Manuel, funny, Every single time. Why? Because he is the least deserving person. Well, yeah, you yeah. you were physically punching down, weren't you, when you took on Grant Denyer? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was just, uh, I was just taking advantage of a certain um, height I had. Yeah. Did you did you form some sort of relationship with Grant Denyer? Is this why? Because, you know, you, you engineered this campaign for him to win a Logie. Yeah. Which worked. Mm. What, what's your relationship with the man? Uh, we have a... a our relationship only exists through the media. 
Really? We don't oh. we don't hang out. No. 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 But is it healthy? Or? I texted him to say, do you want to do hard chat? And he said yes. And then everything else happened after that. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Does he owe you, or is his gold logie forever tainted by the manner in which you achieved it for him? Uh, his gold logie is a credit to his sense of humour because he let me, whether he realises it or not, completely hijack his campaign and push him over the line. And without me, it may have never happened. So therefore, he does owe me to some degree. But I feel he paid me back because. What happened when I won was he publicly said that if I win the gold logie, it'll ruin the gold logie forever mm. and it, it would just be the worst thing ever. Mm. And by saying that, he doesn't realise, but he made me win because yeah. everyone thought it would be... <laughs> when he put it in those terms that me winning would be the end of the logies, people thought, well, that's a really good reason to vote. Yeah. So he probably didn't mean to help me because he was campaigning for Amanda, but by campaigning for Amanda, he made me win. Because yeah, we couldn't resist yeah. as the people of Australia. That's it. To destroy this thing. Are, are, you, you, re- <laughs> are you the only person who understands the disdain that ordinary Australians have for the logies? Well, I've, I just have been talking about the Logies the way that everyone I know has been talking about them for their whole lives. Mm. So I've never had to pretend to take them seriously because I never have and no one I know has. <laughs> so it's quite a shock to meet people that do take it seriously. Well, there were people, weren't they? I mean, what do you say to these people who, who, who object to you, uh, you know, discrediting the Logies? I mean, you've probably been asked this question 20 million times, but not by us and mm. on this podcast. Yes, what do I say to them? Yeah. Um, well, I won a popular vote. That means the majority of the people agree with me that the Logies are a bit silly. So if you don't mm. think that they're a bit silly, you're with the minority. And given that you work in broadcasting where you're supposed to please most of the people most of the time, maybe you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you hate it because it's so... True, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you for, for cheapening uh, one of the few accomplishments we managed to achieve. Oh. No, no, well, this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing, though, Dom. See, because of the way that I won it, it actually means that it's worth something. That's the that's yeah. the thing that's so strange. I was at a service station the other day and a guy, a tradie, just yelled out, out at me while he was filling up his car, great speech, mate. But there you go. See, it is worth something. Yeah, you're right, and so you're right. for him, yeah. because of the speech and what I did, it made it, you know, entertaining. Hang on, so, so you've actually saved the Logies, you idiot. I've, I've, I've accidentally oh. brought credibility back to the Logies because the other thing is I was the most popular person out of the nominees and I had the highest rating show out of the nominees. So I've accidentally restored the Logies' prestige. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to do. And you should be censured for it and punished. I can't wait I'm, to get the Lifetime Achievement Award, ironically. <laughs> Will you be campaigning for that? And if, yeah. if oh. so, at, at what age? Yeah, I might. Oh, well, well, I think it'd be good to go back to back to get the Gold mm. Logie one year and then to ironically get the Lifetime Achievement Award the next year. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> You're only one year old. Yeah. <laughs> we do have, at Home Affairs, we do have the whole of the Australian media uh, establishment up in arms. They're worried about getting raided. And, uh, look, we're obviously going to raid you. Um, yes. are, are you still in, because we've gone to a few addresses, are you still in the bush? Yes, I live in a country town called Romsey, yes. Why? And, 
Oh, it was really cheap and you could get a big house that cost fuck all. Oh, yeah. Not not a bad not a bad reason. But I, now I've heard Romsey's gone to shit and they built this massive housing estate there. Is that the case? Uh, it's getting a little bit bigger, but the nation is growing and people have to live somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the bigger controversy, controversy in um, Romsey is that the pub's closed. There's only one pub and it's not open. How is that possible? <laughs> it's not open. We are, we are in an Australian country town and <laughs> the owner of that particular pub Ooh. wants to have pokies, but he's not allowed to, so he cracked it and closed his pub. It's the town with no pub. So if you want to start a pop-up bar, anyone, Romsey, <laughs> it'd really take off. There you go. Now, look, you your roots are in the bush, aren't they? I mean, you, you are one of these real Australians we, we hear about. How real are you? I mean, how remote was the place you grew up? Well, I, I know when to be quiet. That's, that's how good. you know that I'm real. Okay, so that's go. good. We'll note that down as a positive. <laughs> that's very positive. Yeah, although you haven't been very yeah. quiet so far <laughs> in this interview. Awesome. <laughs> so trying to create content for you, so mm. I thought I'd better be noisy. Yes, all right. Now, how real am I? I well, I well, I'm, see, I'm a very tricky one. See, I'm I'm kind of I, I work at the ABC, so people presume I'm part of the latte set. Mm. Yeah. But I grew up in country Australia, and I live in country Australia, and I like lattes and Chardonnay. And uh, but I grew up on a farm, right? So that yeah. sounds a bit that's a bit real. Isn't that sounds it? Real, very real. Aussie. That's a big on an actual for me. farm. At, but I went to private school, so it's like, oh, that's, that's the, not that's not very real. Your profile's all over the show. Yeah, I was in private, like, but then my my parents went bankrupt and they lost the farm, so I was poor. So that makes real, me real. As well, oh, well, that that, yeah. that gives you a lot of a so lot I was of poor. Cred. That gives you a lot of credit. But I went to private school, and then I went to uh. Sydney University, and that's prestigious. So I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm very mixed, confusing. Very mixed bag. I don't yes. know what, what to write in. I'm up system. myself and I'm down to earth at the same time. Yeah. Sorry, just, just a <laughs> second. I mean? Can we just step out, Andrew? We better I'm... step out. I'm struggling with this, Andrew. He, he's a, he's yeah. an ABC dork who won a gold Logie. Yeah. He's a guy from the country who likes lattes and went to he private was, school. He was poor. Now he's not. Well, I'm just wondering what to write in the system here about well, Tom Gleeson. I wonder if he could be some sort of double agent for us. I mean, he already is in a way as an, a real Australian at the ABC. I, I, do you think he could, could pull they, it off? They could, they could use one, couldn't they? Well, the other thing is if he can convince Australians to vote a certain way, yeah. I think Minister Dutton could really use it. We, we could fix up the ABC. Actually. We could. We, we could, could fix, fix up the whole, whole fucking place. We could make him the new Kerry O'Brien. He's already got the red hair. Well, let's go in and ask him some ABC-related questions. Let's, let's just, yeah, win him over. All right. Mr Gleeson. Yes. Now, the ABC... Yeah. ...supposed to be a champion of diversity. Yep. And yet the Wednesday comedy lineup features you, Charlie Pickering and Sean McAuliffe. Can you explain yourself? Yes. I mean, I... first of all, let me say, from the, from the perspective of the Department of Home Affairs, this is a great thing. Oh. I'm not criticising... Okay. Uh, can you, uh, do you think you can keep this trend continuing at the ABC? Uh, hopefully. I, I hope that we can, yes. I mean, I, I feel like I represent diversity because I'm taller than usual. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a lot taller than yeah. the average. Is that why they gave you the job? It ticked, I think so. It ticked that box of Yes, of I've tallest. also got fair skin. That's, mm. that's an unusual condition. And also mm. I am on TV and I have male pattern baldness. That's very unusual. Oh, that most is. Most people yeah. try to, most TV hosts, especially Gold Logie winners, try to correct that. Yeah, they and I've done nothing them. about it. No, it's so quite, that yeah. I had a bit of diversity on that front. Okay. So I think I'm diverse enough, but I'm still, I still oh. fit. Your brief. I see what you mean. Is there a chance 
that you could work out a way then, speaking of this, you know, I, mean, I know you tick a few diversity boxes, but the chaser ticks none, right? Yeah. Because we got sort of five or six just white men. But, I mean, we used to be the mainstay of topical comedy on, on ABC TV. Yeah. We now can't get a show commissioned because there's a <clears throat> much less fun, interesting show called The Weekly that takes up the same role that we used to yeah. fulfil. How much longer are you going to hog that spot before we're allowed back in? What I could do is I could get you all to do hard chat on successive weeks. Oh, that's not a bad and way. See, because, and Sophie Monk style. Yeah, Bring right. you to the new ABC audience and reinvent you. The Gleason effect. Yes. This sounds wonderful. We and need then, a touch of the Gleason, I think. And then you could, I'll bring you all back and then I'll reassemble your group, ironically. Yeah. ironic in an ironic in way. In an ironic way. <clears throat> That's and, how And then everyone will go, wow, look at this. And you can call your show the, the White Men Hour or can, something. Is there any way... <laughs> I mean, let's be clear, it's the weekly with Charlie Pickering and yet you yes. are the one that won the Gold Logie. Mm, you've any got chance the interesting you, segment too. Could you no, stop well, carrying it's... him and come over to us? Oh, what what are you offering, offering oh, me? Do we... I get a segment in your show? Mm. I mean, I am white. Yeah, it could, could be called the White Men Hour. About with... the same age, went to private school too. Went to private school, got all the same sort of privileges. A Sydney private school. Yeah, best of all. Yes. The oh. White Men Hour with Tom Gleeson. Yeah, would I, would I host it or something? And you could be like my um, ragtag bunch of like sketch people. We, we could call it the we could call it the whitey. <laughs> we could, I think this could really work. And I could yeah. it'd be like I could be yeah. I reckon I could be like David Frost. You could, and you could be you like could. I could you could be yeah. like new talent. And we'd be like the inter- the interesting new talent. And you yeah. you'd boss us around. Yeah. Can I think we, I think it would work. Let's pitch this. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and and you're right. We, it ticks it ticks the diversity box. Ironically, it's yeah, perfect. It does. It's perfect. But we'd be doing it deliberately because we'd make jokes yeah. about it all the time. That's right. We would constantly make jokes about the fact that there were no women in the show. We would, and, and how we should be doing better. Yeah. But during all that, there would be no women in the show. No, it's the perfect solution because all the woke people would think, "Oh, that's great. They're being so ironic." Yeah. Uh, this show's fantastic. But at the same time, we'd be closing them out of a job. It would. Which would be satisfying, be very but in an ironic way. Exactly. <laughs> Just like Outsiders uh, on Sky News, which is Minister Dutton's favourite show. So. Oh, that's, that's, I love that show because it, it's, it's just it's, the layers of irony on that show. <laughs> are, uh, Unintended. Well, they're crushing. Oh, they're crushing mm. sometimes when I watch it. <laughs> they're so heavy. Heavy yeah. layers. Heavy, heavy layers. I love it. <laughs> Now, can hardly lift those layers. <laughs> Tom, somehow you seem to understand the the ordinary Australian voter in a way mm. that um, that we certainly never have. Mm. We never won anything for popularity, and probably never will. Could you get Peter Dutton a gold logie? If, if Grant <laughs> Denyer can be sold, what about uh, Dutto? Any chance? Yeah. Hard chat, hard quiz. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Hard. I mean, this is the thing. I did get a gold logie for me, and I I don't look dissimilar to Peter Dutton. I have very similar basic features. Yeah, so that's true. He's, he's not hard. being held. Well, he's not being held back visually. Um, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like because if I could get it, he could get it. Mm. Like yeah, like uh, Ray Mar, Alf Stewart, he won. Yeah. At the end, again yeah. with a very similar look. That that's true. Maybe that is the look. Now. Maybe it's the look now. It, maybe maybe look. yeah. I'm just trying to think. I just <clears> have to. See, people, I think people enjoy my shenanigans because there are no real world results from what I do. So uh, people can just yeah. enjoy me being badly behaved 
and it doesn't actually affect anyone's lives. Whoa, Whereas the problem with Peter Dutton is, see, this is the issue we've got with Peter Dutton is that <clears throat> it does actually affect people's lives. So yeah. <clears throat> is there any way we can lessen his power oh, yeah. so that yeah. he can then become more lovable? So, well, right. It's possible. Look, one of our stable mates uh, nowadays at Podcast One is, is Christopher Pine. He's yes. come across to the entertainment industry. I mm. suspect Minister Dutton might be a harder sell uh, as, a, as yes. a sort of light and, and, and friendly presenter. Well, but I think we Christopher, Christopher, mm. well, Christopher Pine is a hard sell. I mean, I already him on his own. I love the idea of somebody who is so self-absorbed, and this is coming from me, <laughs> is so self-absorbed that they finish politics and think, I think people need to hear more from me. <laughs> I need a podcast. It's extraordinary. Right from me here. Yeah. But see, maybe, but maybe he's onto something. Maybe that's it. Maybe I reckon... Peter Dutton needs a podcast. Maybe he should do a podcast and via that. This is a great idea. And so, and we make it one of those cool podcasts where it's a podcast, but we film it, which, you know. So we, so we get to see the look. See what it looks like, see, yeah. And see him. Cause, no, cause, because then it's a TV show and then it makes oh, it eligible for a logo. Oh, it's got to be the eligibility. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. What, what would you call the Peter Dutton podcast? I mean, uh, you know. Well, you've got um, to soften him up a bit, Dutts or something. But the most common podcasts are kind of true crime ones, aren't they? Like, and they're called things like Serial or S-Towns. He or, could yeah. do Maybe. that. He's an ex-Queensland cop. He would know he where plenty do, of bodies could, were buried, surely. He could do a true crime podcast with Peter Dutton. Yeah. And it's called Dutts Town. Or yeah, and, he, ta- and the, he only does stories about crimes that he solved personally. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. great. <laughs> Dutto Town. Is that what you call it? D- no. Dutto Town. Or D- <laughs> D- D- Town. Yeah. His name's almost Peter Duttown. Yeah. Oh, I reckon mm. this could work. Because then also a popular crime podcast and then, yeah, and then somehow I have to parlay that across into an ABC documentary <clears throat> and then from there get him nominated for Best Newcomer, maybe get him the Best Newcomer Logie first just to just get, I, could, I reckon I could do that and then the Gold Logie, I'd have to get that down the track. Well, he could join the Wednesday night comedy lineup, couldn't he, on the ABC? He's a white bloke with no hair. Oh yeah, he could easily be in there. Where would we put him? Maybe, uh, mm. maybe even just like a little, maybe a five-minute little Sammy J type spot before Hard Quiz starts. G'day, yeah. it's Dado. Yeah. I'll talk you through the news of the week. Mm. The coalition's kicking goals again, yeah, as usual. And yes. then, the, and then he'd move to the next segment. I like so it. you're on board. Can we can we sign you up? I, I want to be yeah <laughs> as a just a a producing role. I want to be a floating producer. I don't want to be on air, if that's all right. Well, look, oh, no, that's, that's better. We want you to be the puppet master who puts, who, who yeah. gets Peter Dutton a gold logie. And I don't want my name to be on the show either, but, like, could I have a different name? Could, mm. could I have a stage name for the credits? Because I don't, if my name comes up during the credits, I just know that, I mean, just between you and me, if we're going to be really honest here, like, like obviously it's going to annoy some ABC viewers. So uh, maybe potentially, or do you reckon I? Do you, well, oh, I just worry what they would think. They're, they're a pretty diverse. And this lot. Is, a, is a cash gig, isn't it? The, I think the project is go. Let's do it. Tom Gleason, thank you very much for uh, submitting to our attention. Oh, uh, that's no problem. And I always find it's better to talk about these things around, you know, just privately. And so, um, I'll, I'll give you the email address to uh, Kev, and we can sort this out. Okay, that sounds great. Oh, look, here, here we go. Uh, I'll, I'll just undo those <clears throat> hand restraints. Hope you get the feeling back. It should return oh. within the next 24 All hours. All right, thank you. Extreme Vetting with The Chaser was written and presented by Dom Knight, Charles Firth and Andrew Hansen. Recorded in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Produced by Alex Mitchell and audio production by Darcy Thompson. 
for all episodes, search Extreme Vetting Podcast. Listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the new Podcast One Australia app.